Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision. And we're here to debunk myths and deliver truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 37. Heck yeah. 37. Ooh, that's scary. Ghosts of partners past. What's behind you, Talia? Oh. My insecurity (laughs) still looks like I think I see it. (laughs) Look out. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about what to do to not let your insecurities about past relationships get the best of you. This is also a a DM that was sent to me on my therapy page Mm -hmm. as a question of um, what would, what would be some topics that people would like to learn more about. And I am, I'm going to um, loosely translate a little bit more. I'm guessing what this listener meant is Mm -hmm. um, when they're saying what to, what to do to not let the insecurities about past relationships. I'm, I'm guessing they're saying, maybe their own insecurities they've had in past relationships, not spill yeah. over into future relationships. So yeah. I'm going to answer it. And I think we'll answer it from that perspective moving yes. forward this episode, yes. um, which that. is a great question, right? Wonderful we, all question. Have, we all have, I tell my clients, if you've been alive on earth one day, you probably have trauma because birth is traumatic, right? Like <laughs> Everybody has insecurities in a past yep. and especially in relationships, depending on, you're how old you were with your first relationship how did it start how did it end right some foundational questions that of course listeners can answer for themselves what is the relationship pattern right where did that insecurity start and is it just in a romantic relationship or is this something that you notice in other areas of your life that really really has a magnifying glass on it when it comes to a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. because of the attachment and the closeness and maybe the amount of time you're spending with a partner Absolutely. Yeah. I love that frame. Um, and, and with that, what to do, um, I think the very first thing to do is identify <laughs> that you have an insecurity, right? I, I um, as you said, really put, far down and ignore that. No, that's not what you, oh. <laughs> yes. So it will become a ghost and it will haunt you for the rest of your life. That's, that's the goal, right? That make a new so best friend. Should it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I just acknowledge it. Be aware of it, which can actually be very challenging. Um, so I actually was just thinking now, uh, you and I have a brief brainstorm. What are some examples of insecurities that people might have that came from past relationships? Because I realize a lot of people who may not be aware that that's going on, yeah. don't even have the language to understand, oh, that's an insecurity. I didn't even get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start... Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, go for it. I was going to say, I've dated some gems, so I have <laughs> I know. We have a good list to put together. <laughs> I have one that pops into yeah. mind, and it was my boyfriend when I was 17, and I really want to call him out, but I won't because do it. karma got him good, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, but we were... I forget. I think we were like in his living room watching a movie, or I have some, some innocuous thing. We're like 17. He was a couple yeah. years older than me, and he was in school for graphic design and he was sketching something or whatever. And we were getting, I think we're getting ready to go to the beach and I had a bathing suit on and weight, weight for women and body shape and everything is generally something most people can know. Just don't comment. Like Mm. it's just, it's like a taboo topic Mm -hmm. and I will never forget this. And it haunted me for a quite a while Mm. and it was something I had to work through in therapy and so many other things but 
he literally drew out one of my deepest insecurities about my body mm. without like I knew it existed but I didn't really have a name for it or like no it was that obvious of course okay. he literally drew out the difference he's like most okay. girls bodies do this yours does this and I was just yeah. like so ashamed mm. so this like I look back on that relationship and though he was about as boring as watching paint dry as my parents would say pretty like <laughs> safe dude all things considered he was kind of yeah. a dick like yeah. he really was and I remember having that pointed out and that was something that stuck with me for years, like yeah. literal years. Every time I was at the gym, every this, every that, like, I don't think people are aware of how much those insecurities, if the person is called out for it, right? Rather than, it was already bad enough that I was self-aware of it, right? But then to have it called out by a partner was just like, are you kidding me? And that's something that my body goes with me everywhere. So it wasn't like a one-off issue in a relationship, but yeah. now calling it out and knowing that that is one of mine, if I even get the sense of that from a partner at all, it's more about, um, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's not going to happen in this relationship. Like I will put a boundary up very quickly and I will explain why it's not like, yeah. Hey, don't tease me about that. It's, this is something sensitive for me. Uh -huh. I don't appreciate it. It's not going to get you anywhere. And unless you're saying it out of, I love you and see you anyway, and all that, <laughs> don't let it come out of your mouth again, basically. And they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, Moving forward. Yeah, right? well, that's a big one. Um, and because it, it taps into personal insecurities that we yeah. all have about ourselves. Yeah. And then it, when it gets activated in a relationship from your past relationship, that's really painful. Mm -hmm. So the thing to like highlight is, yes, an insecurity from a past relationship is body insecurities. Yep. Because... Obviously, we have our own relationship with our bodies, which, yeah. again, an individual insecurity that can come up easily yeah. for probably everyone. I know I have mine. Yeah. But then because the next person in your life who you share that with is you, in your romantic relationship. Yeah. They're the next person. That's why it's so intimate and personal to share mm -hmm. your body with someone. And so there's vulnerability there, which yeah. leads to like, hey, depending on like this really horrible experience at 17, right. an insecurity that's then heightened in relationship that then you can totally bring into your, your current relationship. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now I'm at, I mean, it was my hips. Like I can yeah. talk about it now. It's not like uh -huh. I can't, but it's, it's something that I was really insecure about because I hit puberty faster than a lot of other people did. And so my hips were always a big insecurity point. Now I love them because uh -huh. I'm more in womanhood. I'm more feminine, but uh -huh. it definitely is something that some, some girls, every girl is different. Every person uh -huh. has a different body. Mm -hmm. And some guys have different types of girls that they like, right? Mm -hmm. I'm more athletic, muscular. I'm not like a 90 pound waif, like most mm -hmm. other girls that I've seen who he was comparing me to, right? Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, but I don't want to be them, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I may not love exactly how I look now because I'm still going through puberty, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be the alternative. And that was my choice, right? Yeah. So working through it, I think yeah. is important and being able to talk, like you were saying in the beginning, like what are some insecurities? Yeah. Body insecurity for guys and girls. It's not just for women. Men yep. have their insecurities also. And I've definitely dated people who were, because um, I like guys with like bigger builds, like a linebacker build, like mm -hmm. I like big dudes. And mm -hmm. some of them don't like being called big because they mm -hmm. have weight concern issues. And to me, yeah. I never would have thought about that. I don't yeah. use big in that language. I just think of it as like stature wise, yeah. but I was informed by, I think it was like a partner in college and they're like, I don't, I don't like that. They didn't yeah. really say it was an insecurity, but they're like, can you not call me that? And I'm like, absolutely no problem. Yeah. Right. So sometimes we don't even have to say that it's an insecurity. We can just ask our partner, like if we could not do this, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. So again, back to types though, like 
physical types. Yeah. Uh, there's physical insecurities. Yeah. I think one thing that I hear a lot um, in, in the in sessions and that I can relate to also personally is um, insecurities of not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, uh, and this, like, I kind of align with with my masculine side because I'm such a, on the, my masculine side, I'm just like, I want to fix a problem. I want to do a thing. I want to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, I feel really confident and, and secure when I know I'm being the best partner I can be. Right. Which means I can get really insecure when I don't know what to do or say, which can, with, for me, I'm a withdrawer, so I will t- turn away. I won't engage. Um, and then what can happen is, A, again, that's a personal issue. That's my insecurity. It can come out in relationships like it ha- can come out in the past where then I don't know what to do. So I actually did do the wrong thing in a relationship. And I've done this multiple times. I've done multiple wrong things. So guess what? I'm human. Same. But because that was so, my insecurity is so hurtful because it ended up hurting the person I was with. Now it's actually been exacerbated. It's mm-hmm. gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that can easily be an insecurity that I bring from past relationships into my current relationship. Because again, as a dude, for me, it's my masculine side of like, oh, I want to be the best, but I don't know how to do it. So now it gets all wrapped up into this like negative internal process, which of course will only negatively affect my relationship. Yep. Yeah. Body insecurities and insecurities about not skill. It sounds like, like knowing, not knowing what to do that can Mm -hmm. also translate into like intimacy. A lot of people have insecurities around intimacy. Have I been with enough partners? Have I been with too many partners? Do I know what I'm doing? Do I not know what I'm doing? Kind of experience based insecurities or hyper awareness also. That's that's not necessarily insecurity, but it's like, it's on our mind more and it takes us out of the experience that we're going through. And I think yeah, I think hyper-awareness is the result of an insecurity Correct. in a relationship. Very, it's, it's that hyper-arousal right, right, right. of, hey, I've had, I mean, right, right. trauma is a big term. It could actually be trauma, but it could just yeah. be, hey, I've had these bad experiences. So now I'm hyper-aware mm-hmm. um, and scared because all that stuff's flooding my brain. I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. I'm feeling those past emotions come up. So I'm on like alert. And what we know is our brains and our, our and our bodies react differently in that state. There's different chemicals, there's different arousal in our brain, which means that we're going to be in relationship differently. So this is true for any insecurity that could be activated, this hyper arousal, this hyper awareness. And I think there's also another kind of just popped in my head is uh-huh. similar to attachment styles, but like uh-huh. longevity, commitment, those types of insecurities, like, yeah. is my partner going to be there for me? Am yeah. I, am I too much? Am I not enough? And not necessarily yeah. a matter of, um, self-worth necessarily but like is how sure of myself I am as a person going to match with this partner if I show them who I truly am will they still be there kind of a feeling and it's not it doesn't have to be I think that's one of the most common threaded insecurities that I've seen in relationships when I work with singles who are looking for partnership is their hyper awareness of well the last person either did or didn't tell me that I was too much. I had too high of standards, too many demands. Like is, is who I am going to match with the person that I'm with when we really pull back the mask and the honeymoon phase wears off. Yeah. The it's, it's an insecurity of, like you said, am I good enough? Which by the way, inherently an insecurity, we're looking at like in some way, am I good enough in in one way or shape or form? Very correct. And, but this is coming more from a, a characterological place 
Um, so not necessarily a physical place, but some kind of like actual attributes of my personality, which leads to, and those tend to lead to, like you said, longevity of, right. Hey, is this commitment there? So I kind of think it's that fear of abandonment. Yes. Um, this, Hey, in, because if we're talking about insecurities from past relationships, it means there was an ending of a past relationship. So then inherently it's going to be, oh man, now I'm scared that I'm going to be abandoned, that this partner who I'm in with now that I do care about is going to leave me. And it can freely go back to that characterological aspect of when I'm really myself, truly myself, am I valued for who I am, my truth, flaws and all, and will I be gone? So right. bit, I like this point. It's a very powerful theme in insecurities that can be brought in from past relationships. Mm-hmm. So if we know the, some of the basics, and I'm sure there are definitely more categories. More. But let's hit the big three you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. physical, um, that kind of the abandonment, commitment, insecurities, yeah. as well as am I doing things? Am I effective enough? Am I skillful? Yeah. Is, this, is this the right job for me kind of a feeling, right? Yeah. Like, can I do this? If we're looking at those being general themes, yeah. what I have a few ideas. I'm curious yeah, to learn yeah. from you. What do you think are some ways people can maybe not let those ghosts of insecurities past creep yeah. up in their current relationship or current new dating ventures? Yeah. Well, as so if we're talking about the first step is be aware of them. Correct. The second thing that just comes to mind, and I'm not even sure, I haven't thought this ahead of time if I would put this in this order, but mm-hmm. it seems right to me. If you're attuned to it, and the second thing is uh, you share it with your partner, um, yep. which can be vulnerable, but we're talking about, hey, if this is in a, in a relationship, a current place, you can take that responsibility for yourself and have that courage to say, hey, just so you know, here is something that is um, sensitive for me. Here's been my experiences in the past. I'm going to open up and trust you with this mm-hmm. and say, hey, um, this, this is hard for me. So I'm not great in this area or this, this, like you were giving great examples of modeling of both when you shared with people, right. hey, I have this insecurity. And also when you had some good feedback from, I think you said your college mm-hmm. um, partner who, who should handle like being called big, including your, your partner in that vulnerable space and letting them know is there, I think is super huge. It's the mm-hmm. first step I think of getting a, you know, a second step of getting it out in the open. So now you're aware and your partner's aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would add to that, this is a workbook I give many of my clients and friends who I've noticed have asked certain questions. They're like, oh, you have any advice? And I'm like, well, I'm not your therapist, but here's a good book. Yeah. Um, it's a self-compassion workbook. Mm-hmm. I believe the author is Kristen Neff, and mm-hmm. I can link that in our notes. The This is my um, philosophy about working through insecurities or any sort of uh, personal growth areas that we have identified in ourselves. We're not going to like them. Oftentimes those versions of ourselves that we're like, Ooh, this isn't my best self. It doesn't mean to not have self-compassion for those parts of ourselves. So I would recommend if we want some actionable steps to work on, to address the insecurity rather than, okay, I I know how to prevent it now. Like I can talk about it, but it doesn't take the insecurity away necessarily is talking to a therapist or a counselor, ideally, right? If you can, if not, this is, I do think, something that self-help books and some self-development can address. Mm-hmm. There are some things that really should be left to a professional, so to speak, or would be easier to co- cope with with some um, with a professional. But something like an insecurity, learning how to have self-compassion, learning how to have a um, maybe a 
more ideal relationship with body image and self-esteem there. This is where that self-development self-help section of the kind of therapy, counseling, coaching, et cetera, can be really advantageous and you don't necessarily need a therapist to help you through Mm -hmm. that. So definitely the self-compassion workbook by Kristen Neff. There's some self-esteem workbooks as well. Um, If we think of any resources, we can always include them in the links, but this would be some sort of individual practice that you take on in addition to either dating or being in your current relationship, because it's nice to have the awareness in yourself and your partner. Hey, this is my insecurity. And then kind of like we talked about our last episode, this is something I'm going through and I'm working on it is even more fulfilling and healing to the person who has the insecurity does it mean it will ever go away maybe not but maybe the memory of it is what you'll remember of like oh I remember when I used to be really insecure about that I really worked through it and I did some loving kindness meditations and I came to terms with it and now I've integrated it right I don't feel like ashamed of that part of myself anymore and but I want that insecurity back no <laughs> but now that it's here I'm, I'm more comfortable being in relation to it yeah um, I, I think you're really talking about like strategies to take per individual responsibility yes. yes, so that it doesn't affect the relationship. What, yes. you know, again, what can you do? Mm-hmm. What, what we can do for noticing where the person is be aware that, Hey, I have something in me I'm insecure about that. So in an internal message of I'm not good enough in some way. Mm-hmm. And then through these resources you're suggesting. And also I would just uh, add to that about going and taking a moment and sit in, okay, this is a personal me thing. This is my self-worth and love of myself. So the antidote to that is how do I go and develop my self-worth the way I love myself? How do I accept myself for who I genuinely am? Mm-hmm. Be thinking in the, that frame of mind of what to be doing so that these insecurities from past relationships don't come and bleed toxicity into your current relationship. Mm-hmm. So take that individual step. What I, what I would move on from there is the second thing. There's also within the relationship of what right. you can do. Because right. again, if we've gone through the first few steps of I'm aware of the insecurity, I've shared this with my partner, I'm, I'm doing my individual it. work. Then the second thing is once you're aware it's there, Start looking for how does it play out in your relationship? Commonly, Mm -hmm. what we'll see is that insecurity from a past relationship will get activated, say, in the current relationship. And maybe that's what starts a fight. Correct. And and how you behave in that fight will inform you um, and will help guide you into like, oh, this is what, what Ryan's talking about. Like, oh, man, because I'm so worried of this abandonment that you're going to leave me. I am going to, um, you know, in the moment where I'm worried that's happening, I'm going to get so hyper aroused, hyper aware that all this fear bleeds into, and it turns into anger. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm going to lash out and scream, Oh, you never loved me. You're leaving me. You're this, you start attacking and go, "Whoa, whoa, Whoa, let's slow this down. Is this insecurity from the past where other people left you are coming into the relationship? Got it. Cool. Then you can name it in the moment or maybe after the fact, like, oh man, I got all worked up and I was like really, really um, angry last night and, and accusing you, my partner. Um, and really, I was just insecure for myself mm-hmm. um, and looking at that so that when you get practice at identifying it, when it gets negative into a fight or a conflict, mm-hmm. you can use that data, if you will, for your repair. Right. You can use it to go like, hey, that was me. I'm so, you know, I, that was my stuff getting turned up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it on you. That's Thank you for being a safe yeah. person. Yeah. Thanks for being a safe person to hear that. And yeah. I'd like to reach out and repair and say, Hey, I'm sorry for that part. That's my insecurity, but bubbling up right there. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. And at the, in the same vein, when we do bring that up in a, or we're noticing that maybe we did push a partner's insecurity if it was unknown to us and the disclosure ends up coming out of it of like hey the reason I got so upset or triggered or whatever earlier is because this maybe maybe you didn't know this about me blah 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 be nice and be gentle with your partner's disclosure and this is a gift that your partner is giving you please do not weaponize it and use it against them notice my loving tone in (laughs) fights because I will find you and I will personally come give you therapy like (laughs) don't do that because it's not kind and this is that's the behavioral pattern we want to break right is that defensiveness the blaming the whenever I get activated I'm going to poke your buttons it's not effective it doesn't lead to growth so if your partner is insecure about something unless they are joking themselves about it even then do not engage right unless you have that established thing with humor or whatever else or they're bringing it up like gosh I remember when I used to be so insecure about uh, wearing this type of dress or something I'm so happy I can do that tonight that's an opportunity for me you look so great in that right not like oh I still see it yeah yeah (laughs) If listeners could see how big my eyes just got, I'm like, like, don't do it. Just be supportive of your partner when they do disclose to that. And it leads to a lot of a, it feels warmer. The relationship feels warmer. You feel more connected. You can both be aware that it might be there or you notice it coming up. Let your partner have that time to realize it on their own and be like, oh, I think I got mad earlier because the insecurity and be like, yeah, maybe, but I'm here. Right. And just moving forward through it. Nobody is perfect. No one is. Um, and, and that's part of like acknowledging and noticing this. What? I said, accept us. <laughs> accept Talia and sometimes Ryan. So. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I am totally a human being first. I am no, nowhere near perfect. I, I agree. You are a human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all so, have, I have insecurities. You have insecurities. Yeah. And we shared, yeah. We both shared ours. Yeah. And I think moving. Well, I have another list. I have a, another binder. Yeah. There's a whole other three <laughs> volumes. I just listed one. <laughs> we haven't gotten to all of them. <laughs> I think with um, this like insight, I'd like some of what you were saying in relationship of what to do mm-hmm. um, in this moment is when, when it's not in, in the height of arousal and this insecurity and an insecurity is coming into like a conflict, you right. can, after you've acknowledged it to yourself and in the relationship, have a collaborative, you know, team building exercise together of some kind and, you know, ask your partner, Hey, because, you know, it's hard for me to know what to do. And I get really withdrawn when I don't know what to say is the right thing. Um, that's my insecurities coming up. Um, maybe we can talk about ways that you, that, you know, messages from you, my partner, that might be soothing to me where I can turn to you and say, Hey, I could use some comfort and support. What would work? And you could come up with language together mm-hmm. where your partner then um, knows sort of how to respond to you when your partner notices the insecurity coming up. Correct. So that's something you can do. It's kind of like you're, you're deputizing your partner to make sure your insecurities don't get the best of you saying, Hey, you're my partner. I, I need that deputy. So when I'm, when you, now that we know what the insecurity is and you see that in me, if you say this, that will really help me. It'll soothe me. And I appreciate your support that way. And, and one example similar to this, um, is, uh, 
Well, I actually want to differentiate it because I'm talking about in a space where both partners are grounded and you're kind of having this like um, connective separate discussion. Mm -hmm. A second strategy could be collaborating ahead of time with sort of like a, like a safe word of, of when maybe you're starting to get into it. Like both partners in securities are coming up and you can come up with a thing um, of like a, a neutral word when either partner is noticing that happen. Um, you know, this is a strategy we use in all the time to like basically take timeouts in conversation and communication. So coming up with something like panda bear, if that's a safe, neutral, fun image for both partners, you can say like, Oh, is this a panda bear moment? Um, are, are you in panda bear mode, my mm-hmm. love? Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that cause you've agreed ahead of time that that's a safe, positive signal that might be a, a nice, Oh, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but let's take a little breather and mm-hmm. see if some of this stuff's getting turned up. Or if you're, you know, ahead of the game, you can be like aware for yourself in the moment. Like, I'm really upset, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's panda bear. I'm doing panda bear, babe. Yeah. Um, give me a second. I'm going to, I'm going to tune to this panda bear for a hot minute and mm-hmm. then I'm back in it. I'm back in it. <laughs> Absolutely. And in some, I think it's a good first step if couples aren't comfortable with the deep like neurolinguistics of labeling to have a code word and then being able to deepen of like you are hitting the insecurity I have about this and I need you to not do it. I need you to do this instead. Right. And giving them positive directives rather than stop it's stop doing this and do this instead following, especially up with couples who have insecurities. And I think we can wrap up on this, at least on my end, I can wrap up on this is having it be, Hey, this is triggering for me. This is coming up. I've shared this with you. You knew this was going on for me, for me to feel safe in this relationship and rely on you. I can't have that happen again. What I need instead is blank and moving forward through it. Right. I'm a little bit as a shock to everyone more intense. So I have a really high bandwidth for the conflict, the neurolinguistics, everything else. And I understand that not every partner or couple or everything has that find your flow, right? Is it somewhere between super directive or more of the code word self-addressed behavior or your partner's like, Hey babe, I'm kind of noticing the thing, right? You'll find your flow, right? You have a few options. There's a spectrum from using the code word to being really directive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, knowing what's right for you and, yeah. and finding it in your relationship yeah. and be really cool. I think the only last thing that kind of came to mind about how to deal with this, what to do um, to not let these insecurities get in the way is yeah. Um, getting into the space after, again, you've, you've taken some individual responsibility, you're aware of it, you're doing that self-worth thing, is um, being intentional in your relationship to mm-hmm. build that trust and connection, which mm-hmm. might sound vague in general, but again, this is why it's kind of the last thing you're doing, right. is no matter what, if you're noticing insecurities from patches that are coming in, it means there's a space for growth in your relationship to develop more trust and connection. Yeah. And that's true for every relationship. We continue to work to that. So I just want to throw that out there as a as sort of a general idea to be like, okay, how can I have more trust and connection? What can we be doing together that would make me feel oh, I'm safe, I'm comforted, I'm soothed, and, and I trust this person? Mm-hmm. Let's do more of that. What's, the, what's worked in the past that I really feel that? Um, you know, we can bleed into the love languages at this point. Like, Hey, how do I feel that love from someone? Or what are the activities I really like to do with my partner? Or what's our rituals that are just unique to us that make me feel, Ooh, this is great. This is special. Right. 
Um, it's, it's so, it's vague or it's, it's broad, I should say, but because it's so personal to every relationship. Um, I can't, you know, like give a specific, this is what you do for trust and connection, but ask yourself, well, what would that feel like to me if I wanted to have more trust and connection? So that is the antidote to insecurity from the past. And then also, like we said, have a conversation with your partner and be like, Hey, how do we build trust and connection? What would feel cool for us so that you're, you're infusing your relationship with the antidote to that insecurity from the past? Yes. And know that it's normal. Yeah. Oh, Everybody yeah. Insecurities. Um, yes, it's normal, expected, and in many ways appropriate. So, uh, yeah, don't, there's, there's no need to feel shame about it. There's no need to like get worked up It just go like, yeah, we, we live our lives. We have experiences and they're going to influence how we relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why it's such a great question because it's a universal experience, um, to make sure that we don't let the ghosts of our partner's past, uh, haunt our current relationship. Let those ghosts go, let them go on to the afterlife and be done where they need to be. I completely agree. Very nice. Cool. All right. I think that'll do it for that question. Great question. Uh, Thanks again for um, sending us in the question. If you would like us to answer questions on future episodes, shoot us an email, Ryan and Talia at the couples guide podcast.com or you can DM us on our page at the Couples Guide Podcast or reach out to Ryan at Ryan Hill Therapy or reach out to me at Therapy with Talia and we will be glad to answer your questions. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll share with you next time. <laughs>